just don't make sure. Yeah. Hey. Awesome. So we Hi. are here. Hi, Amy. How are you? Welcome to the show. My, my my little podcast here. I know you're a podcaster as well, so this is kind of uh, you're you're used to all this podcasting stuff, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I love that. It's good. Some people are sharing their stories online, and I have seen you online, you know, around, you know, and it's so cool to see someone in a wheelchair playing violin. And of course, that's the main thing that drew me into you at first was seeing your photos. And I'm like, wow, this girl's so great. So the more I read about you, I was excited to talk to you. And then you said, yeah, I'll be on your podcast. I'm like, yes, Amy's going to be on. So thank you again. I think your story is really interesting. And I know everyone listening will definitely agree. And so yeah, you are. So let's kind of start from the beginning. You are located down in Texas, right? Yes, Dallas, Texas. Super cool. Now you're. Um. So let's start from the top. Your name's Amy. Amy Wang. And how old are you? So I go by Amy Wang Hiller just because. Okay. Um. I, when I was married, I changed my last name. Yes. And very good. Uh, yes. I changed my last name without using hyphenate, you know, like the days that people say hyphenate is hard yeah. to deal with. But then I regretted it because everyone remembered me as Amy one. And then they think that, you know, who is this Amy Hiller? So I started <laughs> using Amy Wong Hiller for yeah. sort of like my artist name um, with okay. all the programs and anything out there. Yeah. Well, I like the last name Hiller and it's Wong. Now, how do you pronounce your last name? Was it Wong? Wong. Wong. Okay. Very yeah. good. Very good. Well, I love that. I think it's so interesting to me that you're fr- you were born and raised in Shanghai, China, right? Yes. So interesting. <laughs> so, so interesting. And okay, so you began playing violin when you were a little girl over there, right? As a very young age, right? Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half. Wow. And I kind of, you know, I was going to start out with talking about your disability, but since we're talking about where you're from, let's just kind of go with it. You know, I know you were your parents was so as, you know, violin playing in, in China, is it pretty common for kids to be enrolled in violin and was it something that you wanted to do or um so uh when I was three and a half I don't think I would really know <laughs> what I wanted yeah. but my parents mm-hmm. wanted to have me doing something like instrumental related yeah. and so they found this teacher who has quite a good reputation and then so they thought, why not just start violin and see where it goes? Cool. And then I really fell in love with it. And I cry about not be able to play like maybe mm-hmm. age of eight or nine. So mm-hmm. I had a, a lot of um, like tonsil infection oh. in when I was a kid. So then I, I didn't know like it's related to all my disability and all that. Oh, but that right. time, wow. Yeah. yeah. So that time mm-hmm. I already started to have uh, sort of like all kinds of fevers going on tonsillitis and frequently just got out of school and then trying to just resting at home and having really high fevers all the time oh, wow. um so the only thing i wanted every time when i have a high fever was saying once my fever goes down i will go practice <laughs> <laughs> And you did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I was reading your resume on your website before, so I could kind of be up totally up to date on your backstory. And 
Uh, it's crazy. Like you started playing all over at like a young age. Like it's, you really are a virtuoso. I think it's amazing. Like, so cool. So like what age when you were like, were you like 10 or 11 when you started playing with adults or like, what age did they start having you play? Like, or you know, for your experience, what was it like when you started kind of going up the ladder of violin playing in the world? Yeah. <laughs> so I actually blame my parents, uh, um, around maybe my college age and I was like I wish you guys just put me into those conservatory earlier mm -hmm. and then I would be like so much better more advanced with my techniques everything but then I was like maybe things just you know um, goes on its own term so mm -hmm. I I'm actually glad to experience normal kids you know like going to middle school high school uh um study general those subjects Good. and uh, I started really thinking about wanting to go for professional around middle school okay. but my dad said no this is not good route because it's too narrow and you might want to think about that uh, maybe just in a couple of years and then in I think only two years and then when I went to high school I said no, I still wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. And so my mom, really supportive, she found this teacher um, in East China Normal University. Hey. And he, um, so I was like, oh, sure. So then we're going to switch to this teacher because it's my first teacher's, uh, his teacher, actually. So my, oh, yeah, um, yeah I, um, it's a coincidence that how I went to East China Normal. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, after that, I basically just, you know, tried my best practicing every single day until I get into my college and I'm practicing even more. Um, not not till I realized that, uh, you know, practicing more doesn't mean that you're getting better. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Another story. That's amazing. You know, the, the way, you know, violin you know, people that make an instrument their life. It's just, I think, fascinating to me. So I, that is so, so interesting. Okay. So let's talk about when you came to the United States to, to, to go, you came here to study. Is that how you ended yeah. up here? Right. Yeah. Wow. I came here 2012 for 20? my master's in music. Yeah. 10, almost 11 years ago now. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So what school did you go to back in 2012? Um, I went to um, Louisiana State. Ooh, yeah, Louisiana. Was that when you when you came to the United States? Was Louisiana like your first choice, or was there like you have to give like a list of schools and then you get to go to which one? Or how does that work when you come over, or can I'm, you just pick whatever I, school you want to go to? I'm the exception. Oh, I love it. So, so a lot of people always go for like ten or twenty auditions. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't. I send my video to my. Uh, so now my, my, my professor in Louisiana state was Dr. He, Ling okay. He. So his father was actually my college professor. Oh. So when his son coming back from United States, actually also over 10 years, didn't go back. And then he went back and I saw him had master class. I said, well, I wanted to study with this guy because that's the only option. And I wanted to go. I wanted to leave the country and then to see something different. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's great. I love that. So when you came to the United States, can I 
ask, like, your English probably was already really great because you're studying English in China, right? I was told that it was bad. <laughs> it was told bad. <laughs> but I, I mean, I mean, that's interesting. Was it was it kind of a big culture shock coming to the United States and like, or, or or did you find that it was, you know, you know, you just kind of get into your studies and just do that? Or I know eventually you met your husband, which I'm gonna get to as well, which I think is super great. But I don't know. I just love the the story of coming to another country and kind of mm-hmm. finding your place. You know, I I think that's really really interesting. I guess for you, you went you ended up graduating from Louisiana with your master's, right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. And then after that, what was like kind of your trajectory after that? Where did you, where did you end up after going to Louisiana State? So I graduated twenty uh, fourteen mm-hmm. actually with my husband together. Oh. He was. Yeah, he graduated for his master's in second uh, secondary education, oh, and so okay. mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, because that time I already got offer for my doctoral degree um, here at UNT, uh, oh. yeah, so North Texas. Wow. So then I was like, well, do you mm-hmm. want to go come with me? And he was really, you know, in love, I guess <laughs> you would say. And he's like, yeah, let's just go. You know, I can always find a job as a math teacher anywhere. It's so, true. so then we just came here to basically Denton, Texas. It's a little bit North <sighs> part of Dallas. Oh, now it's part of like, it's a suburb of Dallas then. Kind yeah. Of. Ah, yeah. Very good. Very good. Now I know I was going to ask you a little bit just about Texas is pretty great though for disabilities, right? Where you're at. I mean, I, I know Dallas, I've been to Dallas. So Denton's probably just very nice. It's very accessible and everything. Are you part of any, um, I know that since, you know, you're, you're relatively new to being a wheelchair user, but have you tapped into the disability community at all down there? Are you any peer um, groups or anything like that? Or are you kind of just doing your thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, since I was diagnosed with EDS, Alice yeah. Downless Syndrome, yeah. um, I actually saw the group that in Dallas Forest area, a yes. support group. And then so I immediately joined and that leads to more and more other support groups, <laughs> including the Spinal Cord Injury USA. Wow. I love that group. That's one of my favorites online. Now let's talk about your, how, how do you pronounce it? Ellers, Eller, Dollo, how do you pronounce it? Ellers Danlos. Okay. It's kind of a hard one. Is it named after an individual? Do you know? Um, um, I believe, yes. It's yeah. probably a doctor. Doctor, I think so. So yeah. please, you know, I kind of know what it is, but can you like kind of explain what, what it is? Yeah. Yeah. So if I said it wrong about the name that belonged to a doctor, so um, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Alistair is actually a defect in collagen production. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's hmm. like, you know, the protein usually like it adds like flexibility yeah and it yeah. also adds strength okay. but in eds patients um we have this connected tissue problem that it's very uh laxid so okay. it it makes people very stretchy oh. but when you you stretch over stretch you lose that strength Oh, wow. So, so cool. And the connective tissue is everywhere. You know, the collagen is everywhere in your body, like your skin and your joints, mm. um, ligament, mm-hmm. and even like your blood vessel is yeah. made of collagens. 
Oh, I didn't even yeah. think about that. So collagen's all over your body. And is there collagen in your nerves as well then? Is that what's happening with you then? Um, so my problem is from what I heard mm-hmm. of one of the doc- neurosurgeon doctor, Patel, um, he said he noticed that uh, EDS patients, it, the everything is flexible except uh, their spinal cord. Okay. So compared to normal people, they have a little bit stretchability in their spinal cord. We do not. Oh, no. So when you got tethered with your spinal cord, we caused the spinal cord stretch injury. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. That's, I see, that's an interesting way to be, have an injury. So, and you had this as a child, you mentioned, and you didn't even know. So you had symptoms probably your entire life, huh? Yeah. So like I said, the connected tissue is everywhere in your body, including your organ even. So I initially started having symptoms of POTS. So it's a postural postural author static tachycardia syndrome. And my blood vessel is also pretty stretchy. And then they cause blood pool into my legs. So they don't pump efficient enough into your head so you get brain fog you get lightheadedness my mom told me well some people have those kind of symptoms so from very young age like middle school when i had puberty had puberty i started to realize those symptoms and i thought I thought, you know, my mom said some people also have that. So I guess it's normal, you know? Right. Yeah, you could maybe see it as a maybe not a necessarily a huge problem, right? It could just yeah. be a normal thing to happen to somebody. Yeah. So what was it as an adult that made you go, well, I need to go to a doctor and get this officially diagnosed? Or how did you get diagnosed? So I actually, it's crazy enough, I started getting seizures. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it was not actually seizures. I was completely conscious. Oh. And so some people say that um, that was called dystonic storms. Okay. Um, so in this community, and I oh. had so many different symptoms coming on 2020. Okay. And they become actually a big flare for me. Like oh. I had a, my uh, mass cell activation syndrome oh. so a lot of allergic reactions oh, scary and, weird yeah. so it just like two or three years ago you're it just flared up basically just flare yeah. up. and what causes the flare-up is there no yes. reason mm-hmm. so i think one is of course like every year i have time that i have a little bit allergic symptoms but mm-hmm. i never know because i mean i never knew because i was um, in the stage that thinking everything is due to mental illness. Okay. Like, you know, anxiety. It's similar oh, right. to anxiety. Right. It could be anxiety. Of course. I know people always like to write things off as anxiety. You just have, you, yeah. you know, though, it could be though. Right. Yeah. I have oh. the crazy, I, I, I guess I do have the crazy story because I have three years battling oh. with mental illness that doesn't even belong to me oh. because I was on a bunch of psych, uh, psych meds. You were, wow. Yeah. I was no. even in several times I was in mental facilities. In China or here? Here. Wow. Because I was having reaction to these medicine that thought to be a different type of uh, like a psychiatric 
it's like almost psychosis almost yeah that's scary i have yeah sometimes i think doctors over prescribe medications sometimes or that must have been very scary for you i hope that you had figured that all out now and stuff I'll, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. especially after I started to having more symptom related to physical problem. Oh. And so um, one of my osteopathic doctor was very nice. She, I, I did all the homeworks. So then I noticed this person uh, on YouTube, she had uh, EDS and then she was talking about it, how to diagnose it with it. And then I checked myself with all the Baden score. So basically see how flexible you are. And I was like, I am nine out of nine. There's (laughs) something not right. And you're not like professionally stretching yourself every day, like a Cirque du Soleil performer, right? No, that It takes takes a lot of work to be that flexible usually, right? I mean, (laughs) although right now I am um, like, I am having a lot of flexibility in my upper extremities, but I still can bend my thumb all the way to my wrist. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> scary. Oh, so, okay. Can I ask you at what, what time period did you start using a wheel, a wheelchair? Because I know that's a big transition and it's probably was difficult for you as a violin player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they started to, um, noticing that like I have seizure and stuff, they, uh, the, the hospital here wanted me to do a long-term EEG. So I was in the hospital for three days. Oh. And then when I came out, I noticing that my parts got so severe that I keep fainting oh. and I cannot stand up. So that's <laughs> when I actually started to use my wheelchair first time. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't even for the, you know, like, uh, paralysis or anything yeah it was yeah. just keeping me safe not to fall down and then faint um but I had this tool right there and sometimes I'm noticing I always like the seizure caused the seizure or the distorting storm was because I was so fatigued mm-hmm. and or I was having extreme pain mm-hmm. and while I was doing grocery shopping or something like oh, that that's, yeah that's weird that's yeah so weird. So I, I was using the, the, the wheelchair because of that, but not a few months later, especially my osteopathic doctor um, finally diagnosed me with EDS. Uh, and uh, when she didn't, she isn't happy with me. She wasn't happy with me to use the wheelchair. Oh, um, she think that, oh, these all these two wheelchair bond or whatever, but once mm-hmm. I got better with my pots, I was all up and down and jumping and then and, and walking and running. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I started noticing that because she corrected my lower spine uh-huh. once and supposed to make it more balanced, my hip started, hang- fang- uh, my, my, sorry, my hip uh, started hurting so badly on one side. Your and then I start, yeah. And I started like limping. Yeah. I have no idea why. And I seeking for, of course, different doctors. And then they are saying like, you know, your test, the worst part is when you think there's something going on physically, but then the tests all come back normal. Not good. (laughs) And and then Mm -hmm. the thing is that the people who has the knowledge, the experience, like um, the orthopedic surgeon Mm -hmm. looked at me saying, oh, 
this is scary because your right side has weakness, not just your hip,、uh, your shoulder,、yeah. everything. He think it's in the this nodule, you know,、uh, and yeah. And then, but then I was like,、um, it seems strange, like why it would be all the right side. So I'm、yeah. gonna go back to see neurosurgeon as you suggested. No、yeah. one wants me to see neurosurgeon. The the doctors in the good hospital, university hospital, they think,、yeah. well, you just need to see someone like a neuromuscular doctor. And I was stuck there for like a whole year. Oh my gosh, it's terrible.、Yeah. While、wow. I was declining,、mm-hmm. you know, while I was、terrible. declining, I had a stepwise declining. Like, like you know, suddenly one day after I do a MRI, my right leg just. Uh, paralyzed. Wow, wow. Yeah, and it was several like those kind of stepwise like traumatic experience to me, like、yeah. certain day. You know, like after four and a half hours of MRI in October last year. Yeah. No, sorry, last year. I just realized where are we? Twenty twenty three. I know. Now we're in twenty three. <laughs> so twenty one, right? Yeah. Oh my God! It's it's yeah. It's it's been a long time. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, October. Suddenly that day after I did four and a half hours of MRI, two、mm-hmm. days later my left leg went paralyzed. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And it's and if you had been seen a neurologist, maybe this could have been prevented somehow, right? No, no. I seen a neurologist, neuromuscular. Okay. Ah,、uh, okay. So, was there? Did they? So, this all was just came from your EDS, and there was nothing they could have done then to really prevent it. Then, I don't think. I think they probably could have prevented it、mm-hmm. if they did aggressive testing,、okay. and then really sent me off to sort of like Mayo Clinic and yeah, sent me Clinic, off to yeah. yeah the the doctors who knows about EDS,、mm-hmm. but. They didn't, and also they had the resources for EDS actually paying a, a PMR clinic,、mm-hmm. but they didn't. And then they just think, oh, you have EDS, and the next second they just don't care anymore. They feel like they feel like EDS is just bendy, just flexible. That's you know, not it though. You had a, your paralysis because of it now, and they are like, what? Just figure it out. Did you end up going to rehabilitation and stuff for your situation? No, well, I went to rehabilitation just outpatient,、okay. all the time, PT, OT, and then、yeah. it just every time they see me, something happens. Like maybe we have five sessions, and then something happened. Like December twenty twenty one, suddenly、mm-hmm. my hip was not moving anymore, and then、okay. during the week of、um, Christmas, suddenly one day morning, I was like. I cannot get up because I was like nipple down. Wow! I, I couldn't get up. Oh my god!、Yeah. Wow! That's that's you know something very bad is happening when you cannot do that on your own. That's very scary.、But、it's like the, enough time you get back up,、yeah. you adapted the new things, transfer, you know, and you feel、yeah. like okay, so I'm already adapted. I feel good. Something else happened again, right? And then also because of that cycle, it makes you. Plus, the doctors not even care about. They didn't even think you need to go to the ER. And I'm just like, why、wow. do I even care, right? It's not a big deal because you go there. There's no result. 
yeah, the ER is the worst place ever. You can't really get serious care there. I'm just, yeah. I'm in a shock though, like how your injury occurred. That's so in- weird. I mean, so I see on your Instagram, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're diagnosed, you say you're quadriplegic. So how in, is your, is your upper body still affected by, you know, your EDS then and stuff? I'm just like, I can see that you're playing the violin pretty good, but I don't know, yeah. you know, with your fingers, how, how are they affected? Yeah. You probably noticed, I think the listener probably wouldn't see, but yeah. um, noticed mm-hmm. that I, I haven't even raised my hands up that any time because I cannot um, Mm -hmm. not that easy I have armrest on both sides so I can jam myself and then up cool but okay okay you figured it out sort of you have I know the pillow that you use as well I saw I read on your Instagram you use yeah balance yourself right but it's for extra strength to play so a lot of time people think that, you know, you don't have armrest, then you're going to fall or like that. that's a lumbar support pillow. Yeah. So yeah. if you have um, a very like hard case backrest and it does not it help you to kind of like into the seat, but it does not help you to play. So you cannot move your back at all. And I'm like paralyzed there. But with the lumbar support, it gives you a little bit of room. When you move your neck and head, you are able to kind of sort of pushing your body Mm -hmm. into the pillow and the pillow itself can bounce back, pushing you out a little bit. That's pretty cool. Okay. And that is just something I'm sure you figured out on your own as you played again, right? I think that's very nice. So- since your disability occurred very slowly, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get my violin out and start playing in a wheelchair. I, I, I So, but what has it been like sitting down versus standing up playing the violin? Because well, I know you stood up for many years. Playing. So is it is it a big change or is it not? Is it harder? Yeah. Please explain. That, that's a great question, actually. Yeah. So I think... Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest difference for me is when you finish playing mm-hmm. and then you are still sitting, right? You're bowing, you know, like when everyone can stand up and bow, you're like, mm, how can I make this as dramatic as possible, as elegant as possible to bow to everyone? I think it's easy when you're sitting in the chair because you can kind of like tilt your chair towards the audience and bow right and then you have things to hold on to so i in the beginning when i was still looking more like a para Mm -hmm. plagic Mm -hmm. so that's when i was able to just really cool just bow holding on to that yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. and push myself Mm -hmm. up directly yeah Mm -hmm. but then i realized that um the orchestra is the biggest problem because the whole orchestra stands up you're the only one but then you, you mm-hmm. dumped yourself, you know, like you don't really care anymore. You're like, oh, I finished the whole concert. I'm just turning my body and I'm showing my smile. <laughs> that's good enough. I agree. I think that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Well, your performance is more important than the bow at the end anyways. Right. Yeah. So interesting. I, I but It is a change, though. And I can see that being a little bit weird. You don't want to be the girl that stands out. And but that's now who you are. And maybe, yeah. you know, 
you, you can kind of rock it, right? You can be that, yeah. that girl that shows that I'm not going to let this stop me, which I think is great, you know? And I think too, since you're a teacher mm -hmm. right now, and what's it like being a teacher with a disability? I was, I didn't put that in my list of questions, but I just thought of it, you know, has it been pretty, how have the, how have the students kind of responded to you? And has it been just like normal, you know, or what's it been like? We only have 10 minutes left. So let's yeah. you want to just kind of, yeah. They they were pretty um normal. They didn't really bring it up like, oh, you're different or anything. And so I I just go, you know, that this is the fun part. Like I saw your question and I realized some yeah. of the question I was like, yeah. huh, that's that's actually not how it was. Like okay. so, something like, oh, I take a break, right? And I go back, but yeah. I never actually stopped going to teach. I oh. never stopped playing. That's so great. Yeah. Every time there was a progression, I just kept going. Oh, I said, if I stop, it will be hard for me to go back up. Uh, it would, If I stop, the orchestra will feel like something is going on. Is she okay to play? So I took that opportunity to just tell them what I need in terms of, you know, accessibility and what help I need to get on stage what help I need to get my cheer back, you know, like I need to transfer. And every time I have a performance, I get a little bit more experience. I would say how to communicate with them about this. That's very good. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Are, have you come across any other wheelchair users that are violinists and orchestras across the United States? Or do you think you're the only one? I actually only maybe saw once a wow. singer. Oh. Uh, in the quiet, uh, yeah, in uh, in uh, in a chorus, like you know, they have a little girl in oh, okay. a wheelchair, wow. and she saw me. The only thing I heard is she said, "Your pink wheel looks so nice." <laughs> That's awesome. You know, as difficult as the disability is, the cool thing about it is you really are inspiring a lot of people through your just doing what you do, and I think that's awesome. It, I love that you perform in these big orchestras across the world now and you're sitting in a wheelchair and just the, the image of that shows how strong you are. I think it's so great. Um, and also before I let you go, I just wanted to briefly talk to you. I know you're married and um, you don't have any kids or anything, right? No. Okay. Do you have plans to have kids at some <laughs> point in the future? I, I know that it can be difficult with a disability, but a lot of girls still manage. Do you, do you guys have a few family plans with you and Mr. Hiller over there? No, actually, we no. we were just trying to survive, you know, right now. But yeah. um, we probably did talk about possibly adopt eventually, oh, cool. but we do not know. I certainly wanted to have my own baby and yeah. we have conflict right there. You know, yeah. talk through. Um, but I do. think he's his concern is valid. So for EDS, um, there is a possibility that you your kids will have EDS. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how much disability they're gonna, you know, encounter, how many symptoms they're gonna have. They might be have mild, but they also might have a lot of complications. Absolutely. You know, he, he certainly worry about that. I think uh, it's 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 a valid worry. Absolutely. No, I said, if you adopt though, that would just be fine as well. I yeah. think that's great. You know, um, what you guys, I know you're kind of new to being, you know, in a wheelchair, you're, are you in a wheelchair 20, most full time, right? When you get up, you're not, are you walking at all? Or is your wheelchair mainly it for you? All right. Or, or can you walk at all at all or not anymore? No, I have, 
I probably have no movement. Like for at this point, my OT is saying that I have zero muscle contraction in my upper oh my extremities, oh my and of course I have <laughs> zero in my uh, really? lower extremities. So wow, wow, I, wow! I have even no mo bad bad mobility, anything. Yeah, so it's it's pretty tough. Like right yeah. now, we are really worried about the caregiving part of it and working yeah. on that. Okay. Yeah. I could talk to you for hours, honestly, but I don't <laughs> want to keep you. And I, I, I just think it's so great. And I love that um, you're just continuing playing. So keep doing that, Amy. And I will be watching you online and I can't wait to All see right. where your career ends up. And I just thank you so much for joining us. Okay. Yes. Thank have you. Have a great, have mm -hmm, a great 2023. Okay. Yeah. You too. Okay. All great. right. Good luck. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.